Get ready to shake things up with pineapple, coconut, and tango with mango lemonade, the two newest flavors of Rockstar Recovery from Rockstar Energy. These flavors are coming to you just in time to recover from the end of summer. But if that isn't enough, Rockstar Energy is giving five lucky people the chance to win $1,000 to fund their hustles. That's one grand in your pocket for any project you want. So recover like a rockstar, hustle like a rockstar, and visit rockstarhustle5.com for your chance to win. That's rockstar, H-U-S-T-L-E 5.com. See website for official rules and details. It's not enough to talk about how black is powerful. We gotta talk about how black is king. <laughs> I do that for well. As soon as he said, I said, "Oh no." <laughs> Are we going to the movie experience? Yeah, we we're pretty. That's all the topics for the main one. Uh, so, oh, sure. Well, let's go right to the movie experience. We're only an hour in, which is excellent. So but, yeah, you. hop into the movie okay. experience. Welcome back to the movie experience. I'm your host, Mr. A and D. And this time with a movie experience, we gonna you know what? I'm gonna talk about this movie that, that really wasn't really a movie. It was an album. And what I'm talking about is the newest now trending on Disney Plus, Black is King by Beyonce. So when I first heard Black is King, the first thing I thought of was a couple things that came to my mind. I was like I remember her doing something like this called, you know, with Lemonade. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a visual album. I was like, you know, at first I thought it was going to be something like Moonwalker. Because I really didn't know what Black is King was going to be. I just thought it was going to you know, that she was going to do something very pro-black and I was just going to be down. So I had no problem with that. Then when I watched, I was like, oh, wait, so this is the whole Lion King album from 2019? Uh-huh. It's a it's a visual album of the whole Lion King soundtrack. Oh, okay. That's what it is. And I have to say, man, it blew me away. So I'm gonna get to the good. I really don't find too much bad. Man, not with that, around. Oh yeah, well, I'm scared of. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and and of course, uh, you may make some spoilers for it. But first off, so the good of being with Black is King is that. This is just very authentic African culture. Mm-hmm. Like this is not a play of this. Is not you got some actors. This is like I, I believe that she Beyonce is on set for this. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, she directed this also. Yeah. Okay. And it goes to each song on on the Lion King soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm saying this right now. This Blackest King. Was better than the Lion King movie. Oh wow! In my personal opinion, I enjoyed it more than the movie. I'll say that I enjoyed it way better more than they did in the movie. And actually, when I was over, I asked uh, Lady Sketch, I was like, "Damn, why couldn't Kent do this for Black Panther? Because that would have been dope too." Because Kent doing the, but, but I mean, but uh, well, we'll probably get to the reason what, what Beyonce said about that later. So she had various cameos in there. We. Uh, Kendrick Lamar was uh, he he rapped in. I don't know if I seen him in there, uh-huh. but he definitely rapped in there. Hove was in there. Kelly Rowland was in there. Her mom was in there. Blue Ivy, who is not. First of all, I thought she was six because they come somebody six. I'm like that woman. That girl's not six. Yeah, but when they say older, yeah, uh, she's eight going on thirty two. Yeah, like for <laughs> real. <laughs> Jay Z son is in there that he can't deny if he tried. Okay. Little Star is a mini Jay Z. Yes. Face lips and everything? Bro, he got the same bruised purple lips and everything. (laughs) He a baby. (laughs) 
He's a light skinned Jay Z. Like, should you see me on about this? Oh, ho. Like, like, cause I, I'm sorry, Jay Z was not is not an attractive guy like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just talking, and, and then, and then, but you know, you, you put him in baby form, just like, oh, he gonna grow up, baby. It, it's like that when uh, when they do the whole movie in 20 years, his son's gonna play him. Uh, yeah, so like it's like O'Shea play Ice Cube. Ice Cube. <laughs> yeah. I O'Shea look more yeah, like Ice Cube than Ice Cube. Exactly. Yeah. So they the, the representation of stuff. So it goes to the whole album. Very beautiful. Uh, Beyonce proves why she is still the uh, you know see, the best musical artist out there today. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, I always call Beyonce. She is of status. I'm not because Beyonce is Beyonce. She don't have she don't have to follow nobody else. But when it comes to status wise, she is that Michael Jackson of our time, of this time right here. Because she is just big and creative, and like I said, and a dancer and everything like that. So, uh, all that was it was it was visually beautiful, and like I said, it's you're going through the whole Lion King uh, soundtrack, and I, I find I found it to be uh, very dope. Some some of my favorite songs from it. Hold on, actually, I'm gonna pull it up right now. Uh, that um, was in there. I, I, I gotta think because I, I want to get sure I get the list right. I don't want to get any of these songs wrong. Uh, the, the track listing. Uh, to, what are you looking? Which one are you talking about? The one, oh, what was it? Was it? Was it? Was it brown skin or the one with Kelly where she hugged her? Yeah, that's brown skin girl. Brown skin girl was my. Sh- I love brown skin girl, mm-hmm. and I like how with the visual album they was kind of acting out the movie mm-hmm. throughout the album. You know what I just found out? Where'd you find out? The blue man that we saw, we kept seeing. Rafiki? No, the one that was like dancing next to yes. her in the parking lot scene. Well, uh-huh. the one who was standing next to her he was in like road. almost all the videos. Yes, he was supposed to be Simba's subconscious. Oh. With Mola. Did not know that either. That's deep. That's why I'm looking for more information so we get kind of a, a better look into it. Yes, okay, so, yeah, see, and then uh, ladies, can watch my attention that Beyonce was using actual African rappers. Nice, and, nice. Uh, yeah, and um, music personnel from actual Africa. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying uh, in these videos, because well, I, I was like, I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is, but you know, gave them the platform to showcase their talent, stuff like that. And like I said, throughout the, throughout the, it's telling a, it's telling a whole story, almost kind of like Moonwalker, but better. And yes, I said this is coming from a Mike fan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh yeah, uh Black is King destroys Moonwalker. But um having the story go through leading up to the different music videos and leading up stuff like that, I thought this whole thing was done beautifully. And it, it's it's some of the best things I've seen on Disney Plus this year. Lady Sketch, can I get your opinion on it? Well, mm. I just want to lead by saying I don't want Anybody listening to this to be like, she's just saying that because she like Beyonce. I like Beyonce. I am not, however, a member of the, like, a card can member of the Beehive kind of thing. I respect her artistry and her work. Um, and I really, I appreciate the work that she's been doing in the past, like, you know, five or so years, I'll say, where she has decided to incorporate different elements um, and subsets of 
Black American culture, African culture, her Creole uh, heritage, things like that. I I appreciate that she's doing that because Lemonade and the visuals and everything from that were inspired by Daughters of the Dust. If you don't know what Daughters of the Dust is, go look it up. It's a movie by Julie, I believe her name is Julie Dash. Don't give me the, don't give, don't quote me. Um, Cause I don't know why her name is at the top of my brain, but I appreciate that. Uh, and I know it sounds like it's a butt coming, but it's not really. I'm just, just prefacing this. Uh, I like Black is King. I did not know what to expect going in. Uh, I was right. It's really dash. So I did not know what to expect going in because I didn't really read up on what it was. I just knew that people kept saying it was a visual visual album, and um, I really didn't put much thought into it because I was like, I'll watch it eventually anyway. But I should have realized as soon as they announced it was on Disney Plus that it was visual album for Lion King and not just some visual album she was doing. So I think that helped with it a lot. I liked, um, I liked all the visually. It was beautiful, like mm-hmm. from the outfits to the choreography to you know the different inspirations he pulled from. Whether it was Lion King, we got some coming to America tributes in there. We got some. Uh, you know, allusion to like Bible stories in there where Moses being put in the, uh, uh, yeah, the, the river, basket, yeah, exactly, yes, in the river. You know, it's it was really great. Um, I've heard uh, folks who are from the continent, uh, the motherland, mm-hmm. if you want to call it, that say that they appreciated that she show a different side of the continent because when Africa is depicted, we get a lot of it's it's a lot of mess. Like you have to drive you I would imagine it's just like here in the city. You may be going to somewhere that will be considered a, a hood or a slum or whatever you want to call it around the world. But you got to drive past some nice stuff to get there. Mm-hmm. Everywhere don't look like that. You're right. So I appreciated that. Um, I appreciate it because, you know, everybody writes think pieces now. But the one thing I did see a lot were there were quite a few Christians on my timeline that was just like, this is scary. This is demonic. Why is she so obsessed with African cultures and religions and things like that? And then people took the time to, to run down the parallels. You know, there are people just like, why does she have this water ritual? And what's with this and that? And I was just like, listen, in today's society, a lot of folks get upset by a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But I think that in some cases, and this is not just exclusive to Beyonce at all. In some cases, I think people have forgotten the phrase that everything ain't for everybody. If it's not something that you saw the visuals for this, advertising for this, you had to have some kind of idea where this might be going, 
right? Mm-hmm. And even if you watched it in the first minute, like, this is not for me. You can't watch the whole thing and then be like, well, I'm offended. Right. I mean, again, it's one thing if you're doing something that is literally degrading a culture or a race or ethnicity of people. You know, like, I'm not saying um, don't be upset if somebody runs up and calls you the N-word or you're watching a show that is very degrading to, um, to you know, black people or women or Hispanic people. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if this is something that is, especially art, that is meant to be subjective, you can't come and project your personal life experiences and beliefs on it and then be like, well, I, this was, it was garbage or it was offensive or it was scary because it's not something that you personally agree with. Mm-hmm. I, that's just my personal thought. You can be, I'll give you an example. Uh, you may or may not have heard about the Cardi and Meg uh, <laughs> video that came out. Don't talk about you, but I'm not talking about anything. Mm. <laughs> but I heard somebody earlier say it's one thing to say you're disgusted. It's another thing to say you're offended when you chose to click on this video yeah, and watch, watch it. Because you knew what you was getting at when you see the thumbnail. But I say you ah. knew what you was getting when you heard it was Cardi and Meg. Like you knew it was going to be some other stuff. It was going to be some next level stuff. It's not like I guarantee you they're not playing this video on uh, MTV at ten a.m. Okay. Damn. You, <laughs> Too much water in that video. <laughs> Too much water. You went and sought this video out on YouTube and then was just like, "Well, I'm offended." Good. Okay. I mean, listen. You have you can feel how you want to feel. I get you this though. Their pants ain't. I'm sick of you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Go ahead. But I feel like it's kind of the same thing here. Whether you want to call it that or not, the Cardi and Meg video is art that is subjective. If it's not for you, it's not for you. The same thing with Black Black is King. But back to my personal feelings on it. I okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thoroughly enjoyed it because that was part of it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I liked that it was just the retelling of The Lion King, essentially, through the soundtrack. I liked that she took the time to showcase other artists who are from all over the continent uh, and are some of like, the biggest names that that don't necessarily get the notoriety over here. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, because America is very fickle with its music. Yes. Um, so... I personally, like, as a fan of Afrobeats and Afropop and things like that, I was like, this is great. Um, Even showcasing artists that are not, they're not African, but are, like, from the continent African, but are not as big, like, Tierra Wack from Philly. She's in, Uh um, she's on the My Power song. Um, You know, there are smaller artists. Even the guy that was in Blue, he's a Afrobeats artist. Um, who is also making music not as big an artist, but still now has a platform because of Black is King. So I I appreciate that aspect of it. I'm always here for moving the culture forward. Um, now, 
the only thing I can't speak to is being an African that is connected to the culture from the continent and how personally they feel. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't I can't speak to that. So I have heard some Africans who were not happy with it. I don't I can't say anything to that. But um that I think that's different than the whole offended thing. So overall I would say check it out. Um if it's not something that you feel like might be upsetting to you, it's worth a watch. I'm gonna sit here and say this. My grade for, for Black is King is what I felt when I seen uh Megan Cardi. It's a complete oh. nergasm, okay? <laughs> so I'm saying no seriously. And you got space in your house for him to sleep. <laughs> I was I'm gonna so kick sorry. him out too. I was like, I, I tell the dad jokes when that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, seriously, it's a complete nergasm. It's it's it's, it's great. One of the, like I said, one of the best things I see on Disney Plus this year. Nice. I recommend, nice. huh? No, I'm saying nice. Yeah, I, I recommend you go see that. Don't waste your time with Transformers. Go ahead, yeah. check out Black and Steel on Disney Plus. <laughs> it, it, it's really good. And I, like I said, honestly, I enjoyed it better. It's only, it's only it's only 85 minutes long, but I enjoyed that better than how they did the live action Lion King. And not saying it's bad because it was the same movie as the original, but. It just wasn't, it, you know. See, did it Less childish Gambino. Yo, he <laughs> he was in Black King. His voiceover, I was just like, my god. Yeah, it, I feel like, especially hearing the voiceovers without the scene action movie, I was just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was not it. So, always like, subscribe, and share, and make sure you guys join the, uh, you know, the pop culture playground on the Nerd Culture Studios. And once again, this is NC, a place to be. Church on and I see you at the movies. Now, welcome back to the movie experience again because we got more to talk about. Um, This time, I'm going to talk about another documentary that was on Amazon Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's called "Good Trouble: The John Lewis uh, Story." For those, you know, John Lewis just recently just passed away, and um, you know his funeral was on on TV and everything. That he was a uh, a congressman and also a civil rights activist back in time. I looked at John Lewis way before the documentary even came out. I knew who John Lewis was. I was I was reading up on, on John Lewis's stuff, and you know, especially with him doing him and sit-ins and the Freedom Rise and the Nashville Movement and Fisk University and all those things that he used to do back in the early '60s. Especially, especially known for most people just know him for obviously the whole Selma Movement and him being at the front line with Hosea Williams. I just want y'all to know this is not like a flex. You know, people be like, "I've been on that." This is coming from a man who dressed up in a suit at five and did the "I Have a Dream" speech in front of his entire school. Okay, he is about this. (laughs) You did that? (laughs) Why have we not heard this story? (laughs) 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 That's just an evil laugh. That laugh is maniacal. I appreciate my wife saying that. I'm, I'm really not trying to flex it. This is just what I what I read on that. That part of the civil rights movement is really inspiring to me, and I have gained as much books and documentaries. And like I watched these documentaries for fun. Mm-hmm. Watch Freedom Riders the other day while he was cooking. While I was cooking, how? Well, I mean, why I just, not? I mean, it's just like I looked yeah. into like 
oldies or twerk music when I'm cooking. He he watching Freedom Rider documentary. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> I've asked I've asked people about this. Everybody wants to see Freedom Summer. They're like, uh, no. <laughs> so so th- this is something that I, I've just I basically am into. So uh, now this documentary it focuses more on John Lewis as the congressman that, that he is, and more of it in his older age, and then and uh, the things that he, that he does in Congress, and how the people today look up to him and respect him, and how he is just a very personable guy, and and they talk to his assistants and everything, and how people would just stop, and like they 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 show live videos of people stopping, come up to him crying, talk about some, oh my God, you're my hero. Thank you, John Lewis, for this. And he stops and talks to every last person. Definitely did have a whole conversation in documentary with this lady about how they used to pick cotton. Yeah. And they was up there comparing cotton picking stories. stories like, wow. whoa. What? Bro, you got a whole suit on now. I'm just saying. Like, Stop. <laughs> and, uh, it, you know, but seeing that was amazing. And, I'm not, and, and, and don't get me wrong, look, it wasn't just black people. There were white people coming up to him Crying, and, to, and I, 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 I'm not talking about coming there crying. Something I'm sorry. I'm talking about coming there crying like, "Yo, you've inspired us. Can we shake your hand?" It, it was almost like he was walking across the land like he was Jesus. Mm. <laughs> St- seriously, the way it was shot—that that, that's, yeah. that's the visual it gives you. And but he, he was just so humble about everything. And then they took parts in going into. Uh, the documentary talking about him in the Freedom Rides and him in Selma and, uh, you know, showing, you know, as they call it, the old black and white stuff like that. And to be honest with you, those parts didn't interest me because, once again, I knew those already. 13 times over. There was times where, you know, in, in the 70s and 80s when he was doing the political thing and how he ran against Julian Bond and then they had a whole rift that I didn't I did know. I know about that I know about the that documentary. Neither. And then when I seen it, I was just like, Oh damn! I thought y'all was cool. Like, 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 what happened? It probably wasn't no more. Uh, I would say. Well, I mean, yeah, he he put a fast one. I mean, you know, everybody ain't perfect, and so, so th- that that was the only insight I, I got from it. But overall, it was a genuinely good, put together documentary. Mm-hmm. Now, for somebody like Swag, Swag, do you know who John Lewis is? I do not. Okay, so have you heard of him? Yes. Okay. Whew. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. The way I look at it is, if you want to learn about like the congressman, you want to learn, you want to see stuff about today uh-huh. of, of John Lewis was working with Congress and de- dealing with you know the, the different presidents that he you know, he's been through because he he's been dealing with a lot of presidents. Oh, that's uh, the guy uh, that was taking pictures of uh, all the presidents. Excuse me. No, that is was that... the butler. Uh, it's just the butler. Yeah. Okay, I'm trying to. Think. Yeah, no, 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 but John Lewis, he's been working with. And fighting against presidents since Kennedy. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so you know, so he he, he knows more. And, and if you and it, it, you see him with Obama and Clinton and Bush, who by the way, all three of them were at his funeral. Mm-hmm. And then um, that's that's the John Lewis you're going to get. But if you want to know about John Lewis, the freedom fighter, if you want to know about what John Lewis is about and how he got this role. The things I recommend you to watch would be Freedom Riders, uh-huh. Selma, and uh, he um, he has a book that's out also that I would. Uh, it's a that, graphic novel called March, right? Is that what you're talking about? Or are you talking about I, his book? I, I was gonna get to both. Oh, but, I'm sorry. Well, 
he uh, started something different, which I actually got my brother-in-law into. So, as you know, me and you are nerds, Sway. Correct. So, John Lewis was trying to find a way to tell his story to black people like us. Because uh, let's be honest, you know, if you're in the video games, you, you stream all day and, and then, you know, say like, you're like, yeah, I know I'm black, but you kind of don't want to read a watch a boring documentary somebody day. You know, probably don't want to go read this memoir. Mm-hmm. He decided to tell his story in a graphic novel. Oh, interesting. So he told, uh, the name of the graphic novel is March. It's three books. I got the whole box set. So it's three books. <laughs> <laughs> and he tells his whole story from when he was born to when he went to uh, the high school, to college, meeting Dr. King, his first protest, first time going to jail, and all the way up to uh, Selma, Alabama. Then he has a sequel coming out, but it got postponed due to COVID called Run. Oh. And Run is com- it's supposed to be coming out either 2021 or if they can't get the publisher rights or anything because he, he did, did pass away, maybe 2023. Whenever it's coming out... It's not still alive, so... Yeah, whenever it plans on coming out, guarantee you I will be getting it. Or will. Uh, I'm sure. So, but yeah, so but if you want to know more about the Freedom Fighter... And and uh, the, the peaceful protest of John Lewis and, and the things that he did, of why he's so well respected, and why you know, say he was another civil rights icon that we lost. Those are the things I recommend for you to watch. This documentary just basically lets you know about the congressman of John Lewis, which is still a decent documentary. Okay. So, uh, in my personal, I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give it a B. We still don't have it because it's not a damn near perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. But it's a little bit higher than a hashtag. Give it a chance. It's the thing like where I I, I would say, Sway, go check it out. But if I say every week, hey, did you check it out yet? He'd be like, No, I did. I, I'm not losing my crap over it. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, but if you if, if you want to know about John Lewis, like you, if you're truly intrigued about learning about the freedom fight, that is John Lewis. Uh, I gave my brother-in-law March the graphic novel. He read the whole thing in a day. Mm. And like I said, it's good. It's easy. It's an easy read. It's a graphic novel. You know what I'm saying? And, and like I said, it's every everything. It's not like one of the dark kind of graphic novels. It's just like I'm reading like a regular comic book, you know, and, and it's cool. Freedom Rise uh, documentary, which it, it will leave you on the edge of your seat, but it's a very powerful story. And of course, the movie Summer that was directed by Ava DuVernay because she highlights a lot of these roles that don't get highlighted in these other kind of black movies. Mm-hmm. And John Lewis is one of them. So I will, I, you know. Um, we'll play him in it. Oh God! I forgot his name, but he's a he's a pretty well known actor, isn't he? Yeah, uh, <sighs> and he's one of them characters. Like if you see his face, no, I feel like I know his name. Okay, you, you probably you probably do. So yeah, I'm gonna give it a um, I'm gonna give it a B, and I I I do recommend that you uh, if you have time, so I to, to, to check it out, you know, help learn something. Stephen James. Stephen James. Okay, yeah. Um. He's the one also. Remember you asked me who played Jesse Owens in Race? That's yeah, him. okay. Um, I just want to say, I'll keep it short this time. Okay. I just want to say I enjoyed the fact that it was able to balance telling, like getting you to the point that we got, like that we are at now, like telling you the origins of mm. how he got into the civil rights movement and the things that they did back then. And then giving more of a where are they now kind of story. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think uh, what gets lost in a lot of documentaries, they spend a lot of time with the, um, they spend a lot of time 
on like where the person came from and then what led up to the events and then you have a whole lot of what's going on uh i won't say a whole lot you have some of what's going on uh with the actual event itself but then you don't really find out what happens after that like what how how did this event that you're documenting uh directly impact this person's life kind of thing and his uh next logical move after being a part of the you know civil rights movement and being on the front lines was i can go in and change things from the inside with legislation kind of thing Mm -hmm. um because like somebody said in the film a lot of people think of him as a civil rights icon but not a lot of folks really look at him as an active congressman yes um you know this is a man who in his what late late 60s sat on the floor uh in congress when they were doing that uh when they were doing like the sit-in because i think they were trying to i don't know what they trying to get a filibuster i don't remember what the exact thing was but they talked about it in documentary Mm -hmm. and that man sat down on that floor no chair no nothing who's in office at the time i don't remember because was it Obama? I don't know if it was Obama or not. Okay. Because I don't remember the time. At the time, I was all over the place. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't remember if it was him or not. Because if it was, it was more likely because they was fighting with the other side of the, you know, the aisle. Yeah. So I, um, I also would give it a B. Um, it's definitely worth checking out. You got to rent it. But it's definitely worth checking out. Um, especially if you are into history. Um, in particular, you know, the civil rights movement, the stories that don't get told as much. You may hear, I feel like you hear John Lewis's name, but he's not the star of the story kind of thing. He's like a supporting player. And he's done enough in the movement that he deserves a a spot as the star. So I would say, check it out. Um, you'll, You may learn something and it may lead you down a rabbit hole to check out other stuff. That's my take. Yep. And so there you have it. So make sure you post that in the comments down below. How do you guys feel about the John Lewis documentary as well? And make sure you guys uh, like, subscribe, and share. And once again, join the, uh, the Pop Culture Playground here on in the Nerd Coalition Studios. So once again, this is NC Place to Be. Show Trump and I'll see you at the movies. And last one we got for today for the movie experience. Welcome back to the movie experience because we have a... Um, a movie here, it's a comedy. No history, no nothing like that. Mm-hmm. So we, we we got something that's a comedy here. A Seth Rogen comedy. I'm interested to know, because you watch all of that work. Yeah, so, and it's called American Pickle. And American Pickle was a movie that I was looking at, that I was like, okay, this is going to be trash, because I'm going to roast it while Swag roasts Transformers. Oh, that, that, that was the plan, so we could have a good laugh. And that didn't end up being the case. <laughs> so, uh, love it. so yeah, so what happened? So Seth, Seth Rogen actually makes a comp- kind of a compelling movie about uh, this uh, Jewish guy from 1919 who is a ditch digger, mm-hmm. and then he, he goes and he, he he marries his wife, and the next thing you know, his pickle factory that is a very success gets condemned. But there's they have this rat problem, and as he's trying to uh, you know attack these rats. Like a, a shitload of rats come up there and like push him off the balcony. They don't literally push him off the balcony, they back him up, and he loses footing. He falls into this big tub of pickle things. Nobody sees it. 
And then when it when when this place gets condemned, they just lock up the the whole pickle thing. And then for a hundred years, this man is sterilized and still lives within within this tub of pickles. <laughs> so when when some kids in twenty nineteen hit it with a drone and then it, the top comes off. He comes out. How would the structure have survived the hundred? It didn't. It didn't really. It's like it's like if you if you drive Northfield, you see the big abandoned buildings with all the glass stuff out. Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like. So, uh, he comes out. So it's a fish out of water story. And then the only living relative. First of all, I like how the movie is self aware that how dumb it is. Okay. That's why it works because in the beginning. What you say? That's what I love about Seth Rogen films because they're all self-aware. Yeah, in the beginning he was just like everybody was talking about. So it makes no sense that this man would survive 100 years inside of a pickle tube, and then he was just like the scientist explains it, and then they all in the station they were like, oh, okay, I get it, I get it, but they never explain what the scientist said. <laughs> it's, it's like it's self-aware, like we know this is stupid, so let's get on with the movie. So uh, the only living relative he has. Is uh, Seth Rogen, which is um, his grandson, and uh, Herschel. I mean, no, no, he's he's Herschel, and uh, his grandson. I forgot what oh God, what's his grandson's name. I'm actually going to look it up right now. And he, he's his only living relative, so he brings him in with him. And then, uh, but obviously, it's a fish out of water story. And I was just like, okay, so let's try to get to what the story is about. It takes a minute for me to figure out what the plot is. I was like, "What y'all do this for ninety minutes?" Hmm. Like, you know, a fish out of water for ninety minutes, but no, it actually gets a little bit deeper than that. So, you know, the good is where Seth Rogen tends to have a lot of heart in this movie, right? And Ben Greenbaugh is a guy who lives in Brooklyn, has a has an apartment, and then um, uh, try to get his business boobop off the off the ground. And then when Herschel comes in, which is his grandfather from all them years ago you know Herschel looks at him as like weak mm-hmm. because you know so he comes from a different era and uh so Herschel you know say so he was just like uh take me to a cemetery where his wife was at but Ben's both 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 Ben's parents has died oh. and he's not religious anymore he's not Jewish anymore okay Herschel doesn't like because Herschel's just like wait what you mean you're not Jewish you turn your back, back on your family so, when uh, they have this fight, and Herschel's just like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, because he was just like, we can get the money, take down this billboard, because they, what happens is, there's this billboard right in the middle of their of, of their Jewish graveyard, mm-hmm. which is not that really that big. Nobody takes care of it. There's weeds everywhere. Okay. And then, uh, the construction workers are come back to put a new billboard for white vodka down there. He's like, you, you take down your billboard. He started beating, beating up the, the construction guys. Oh, God. And, like he pops their ass, and uh, <laughs> like, like they they can't hold a candle. They go to jail, and he's just like, "Look, we want to get that billboard down." He said, "We can't get the no." It's not how this stuff works. You, and then he said, "You got to make money." And then he said, "You got to make like we need about two hundred thousand dollars." I don't have it because I spent all the money, to, you know, to try to build us out of jail. And he says, "Well, look, I promise you, mark my words, because you calling me stupid. I'm gonna show you how stupid you are. I'm gonna create a pickle business." I'm going to be successful, and I'm going to get that billboard taken out. I'm going to fix up the graveyard. So he he leaves. So Herschel does his old school stuff, 
and creates a pickle business out there on the street. And when he creates a pickle bit, he, he just takes pickles. It's, it's funny. He goes into the store. He buys like he has like a a, a cart full of pickles, right? Mm-hmm. And she says they're ninety cents a piece. Piece. He said, "Excuse me, you said they're ninety cents a piece." Because back then, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying ninety cents, you could probably get all that plus more. You know, what I'm for pickles. So he has to find an idea. So he gets old pickles from the trash Ew. with salt and rainwater. Mm. And uh, with these jars, and he's selling them out there on the street. And then you know, there's this um, couple that comes up, and it was just like, you know, what I'm saying, are these authentic? Oh, you know, what I'm saying, are, are, are these got all these preservatives and everything like that? And then what happens is the couple posts him on on a blog, and he gets popular in the street. Uh-huh. And then so Ben is jealous, of course. So throughout the movie, he's doing everything he can to sabotage. The pickle oh, business. No. So the first time he does, he calls the health department. So then Hirsch is like, okay, he goes out and tries to find employees. So then they, they do it and they make it the healthier way. And then he uh he says, Man, how do you got this pickle business? You don't know anything about Twitter. And he says, and he, he forces him to do some Twitter. He said, when you go on Twitter, you just gotta give your raw, hard feelings. Oh, Knowing this thing is gonna backfire oh, on him. Oh, and he <laughs> and he does that. And then what happens is it backfires him again because you got people talking about stuff. Hey man, Herschel's not he's not being mean. He's playing chess, not checkers. He's just telling he just tell he tell how he is. Okay. So he gets even more popular. So people want to actually was uh lobbying for him to be president of the United States. What? And then I, it's a, it's a crazy movie. So so Ben is even more pissed. He goes to this cop to this debate that this guy's having, and um, <laughs> he t- asked him a question about how do you feel about Christianity and stuff like that because he's Jewish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well they ain't like that answer too much. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, and they start chasing the whole organization starts chasing him and stuff like that. So after he, he he tries to you know sabotage him. Uh, you know, him and Herschel. I'm not gonna give away spoilers. I want y'all to actually see the movie. Mm-hmm. It comes to a point where uh things hit the fan and things are reversed. But Ben realizes, you know, where Herschel's coming from. Mm-hmm. And Herschel realizes uh that Ben is not weak and he does care about his family also. And you know, what I'm saying when you are hurt, you know, what I'm saying you you tend to lose. Especially everybody knows when you do the death of a loved one, you you lose faith. It's hard to keep faith sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. And um, they, uh, it's it's a very surprisingly decent movie. It really is. I was like, I thought it was going to be kind of trash. I was like, Seth Rogen playing two parts. I thought it was going to bother me, mm-hmm. but it doesn't annoy me. It doesn't annoy me like when I see Ella Gucci do it the other day on, on in the house. Oh yeah, that annoyed that was, me. That was but uh, but the way the way he does it, like he does play. Two totally different characters, and I and I get it, and I actually I actually was into the movie, so I'm gonna grade the movie a hashtag. Give it a chance. I did want to check the movie out, uh, and I always say that Seth Rogen is the good Adam Sandler of our time. Yeah, I mean Seth Rogen, he has his he has his crazy comedies. ideas, but it's so good. But the thing with Seth Rogen is he has these crazy ideas, but. His, his his crazy ideas work within sense, right. if that makes sense. Like, I, I've seen almost all the Seth Rogen movies except for Pineapple Express. Mm. And he really is, one, being himself. And two, he, he's telling a logical movie that is just uh, basically 
lined in truth. Right. Uh, it's not like little Nikki that came on the other day. I was like, why did he make this movie? <laughs> we, 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 several Adam Sandler series. I, yeah. Movies I look at like, why did he make this movie? Exactly. So, but yes, Seth Rogen is really good. And American Pickle, like I said, it's it. I had a good time with it. I had a I had a good time with it. I didn't have to trash it that much. It, it knew what it was. It wasn't meant to be taken seriously. But we, even with that being said, it was a movie that had some heart to it. Cause I was like, "What is the possibility?" I was like, "Oh, I get it now." I was like, "Damn, I think Lady Sketch would like this." I I, I may actually play it for after podcast is over, but um, the one part that I did see where he was talking about his app, I was like, "Somebody make this, cause you <laughs> will make money off of this." Yeah, you know, somebody will probably do that. So yes, I give it a hashtag give it a chance. So much, much again, uh, guys, make sure you like, subscribe and share at the at the uh, Pop Culture Playground here at the Nerco Studios. And once again, this is NC Place to Be. Just remember and I'll see you at the movies. All right. Thank you for the movie experience. Now it's time to get on to the gaming news we have. Um, yes. I'm sorry to make you talk again, but Street Fighter V <laughs> has some information this week. Uh, only one of them got me excited, but you are the Street Fighter player. Uh, I'm, I suck at it. <laughs> so. Yes. <laughs> I, how did you feel about this? I was I was excited for the, the the summer update because here's the thing: Street Fighter Five Champion Edition is in 2020 a good game, mm-hmm. and y'all already know that I didn't get that in 2016. Not at all. And we talked, and they talked to Dev, so I was excited that Dev's going to bring out more characters because this was this was Street Fighter does anyway. So I was kind of with the way Street Fighter Five was going, I was just like, okay. I was hoping to get uh, some guest characters and some characters that return that don't that don't get no love, and I almost got it, but they played me. Oh. But uh, overall, I thought I thought the appreciation pre- pre- was good. Right, it's right. just that the pandemic is really going on because we're not gonna get all these players. We still got one more player to go. We're not getting any of these players. We getting Dan this year. Dan was one that. Look, here's the thing about Dan. I Dan annoys me. But he's a good character. I understand why he's he he is prominent to the Street Fighter lore. But he just annoys the hell out of me. Right. It's funny because uh, Maximilian did he did a Dan legacy. He did. Yo, I thought he's like. And, did he will him into right, existence? Right. I was like, so <laughs> that was funny because he said that he's like, did I actually will him in? Did I do this? <laughs> I was like, how did Dan? <laughs> Get in this game because at first I was like, "Yo, Max, you drew, you drew." <laughs> but yeah, Dan is like that, that 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 little cousin that want to come with you everywhere. Yeah, from his fight style, that's exactly what it looked like. And because it's like he's not Ken, he's not Ryu, he's not Akuma, but he's there. You dress <laughs> like me, you do my moves the wrong way. Well, saying, but you know that, that, and that's what he is. He's like, oh my god, here come Dan. That's what that guy is. But I understand why he's good to, to Lord. So I'm excited to play with him. Uh, Rose coming back from Street Fighter Alpha. I thought they was going to pick a character by the name of Saloon mm-hmm. from Street Fighter Alpha to be in there. I'm not mad at Rose. I just never used Rose. I barely picked Rose in Street Fighter Alpha, but uh, she looks kind of cool in this game. The 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 character that pissed me off. And it, it didn't piss me off because he was at the wrong place at the wrong time. They said, God, I reacted to the whole thing, saying that we're going to bring a Street Fighter 3 character back. For those who know me, 
and those who know them, Street Fighter, me and Quato can uh, uh, talk about this at the same thing. There was a character named Sean. Mm-hmm. His sister is a Street Fighter Five, and I was like, "Can I get Sean back?" Because Sean was the Brazilian, which we excused as black version of Ryu and Ken, <laughs> and we were, and he, yeah. So, so he, so you know how Dan got the pink, Ken got the red, Ryu got the white, and Kuma got the, like like the, the the black navy blue. Uh-huh. He had the yellow. Okay. And, and he had locks up at the top. He had an earring in his ear. His name was Sean with an E. S-E-A-N. And I was just like, I... And he came out dribbling a basketball. So I was just like, I'm taking you on my side. Because <laughs> we, we had any color representation like that. Street Fighter, let's talk about Burrow. So I was just like, ever since Street Fighter 3, which is arguably one of the best Street Fighter games they ever made, I was like, can I get Sean back in a game? I want Sean. So when they said we got a Street Fighter, uh, uh, Street Fighter Three character coming to uh, <laughs> uh, coming to the fighter pack, I was like, oh my! If you watch my reaction, I'm like, come on, Sean! It's Sean! It's Sean! His sister's in the game. You have to do Sean. This little alien looking motherfucker named Oro. I'm like, I picked him never. <laughs> In Street Fighter Three, I'm like, this is it, it, it's like it's like a turtle sneezed, and that's what he happened. If you ever see that character, I'm just like, why him? Why was he in? And that I was just pissed because <sighs> that was supposed to be Sean's spot. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, no, nobody wants this. You know, the old turtle version of Dial Sim. Nobody wants that. Except there are probably people out there that want it, but I don't. And I, and I was like, "Come on, man! What, what the, what the actual fuck?" I was, I, I was like, it was all set up perfectly. I was like, "You can have a brother and sister thing in there," but no, they didn't want to do that for me. And then when she, when they didn't reveal that, I was like, "No, uh, Swag, I want you to on your computer right now. Just type in Sean Street Fighter, and this, and you'll see what he looked like, and you will see why I'm like, yo, I was rubbing for that brother to be in. My man had had the locks with the high top fade." Come on, like, man! My man look like Walter Jones. <laughs> I've been—that's I've a cool been, looking I've character. Been, what you say? That's a cool looking character. I love it. You design. did right. It—it it was our black Ryu. I mean, I, you know, say I was saying he, he, he speaks from Brazil. I don't care. Okay, that's what it was. I'm like, I was so hoping to get Shaw, and we didn't get him. But uh, we did get. Me excited. What you say? This next one got me excited. Yeah, the next one uh, did get me excited as well because we um, they, they they revealed that they were going to do kind of like a guest character. I was just like, y'all have to do rival schools. Do not yep. <laughs> do anything else other than like like do not be that motherfucker. Okay, so. Uh, when, uh, then when they said rival schools, I was just like, "Thank God!" Now, the, uh, uh, now when they first said rival schools, the first person I thought because I used to play rival schools uh, back in the day, mm-hmm. back you know uh, back when they had the, um, the arcade and then they had a PlayStation. Uh, I thought it was going. to I think what was the guy's name? Batsu. Batsu, yeah. If Batsu that was going to be uh, part of that, I was just like, please. It, it gotta be him, but it was not. 
it was Akira Cosma, and I was just like, I know her too. I, yeah, I feel like Akira is a better pick in my opinion. Yeah, uh, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not arguing with you on that one, because you know I'm saying usually when you say an, an, like another brand, like if they had said Sam Show, if they had said SNK, like like you you would think like them like, like Tekken when I got the main character from SNK. Smash Bros. When I got their main character from SNK, right. so you figured he'd get main characters. But this, I was like, oh, this fits. Right. Akira Kaza from Rival School. I was like, oh, I'm liking this. <laughs> I'm really liking this. I'm just like, so we getting this pack this year? Is it all coming out next year? I'm not getting hurt till like no summer yeah. of next year. Fall 2021. <laughs> Fall 2021, and like, we still got one more character to go. I was like, y'all didn't even start. And that <laughs> one character, you already know. I wanted to be Sean. Is it going to be Sean? It's not. But I want it to be Sean in the worst way. What's going to come, huh? come out first? Uh, <laughs> what's, what's you know what I'm going to do? You know what? Damn that. If Maximilian can will Dan in this game, I'm willing Sean to this game. All right. <laughs> gonna, I, I, look, I, I, got, I got the Capcom. I got I got Street Fighter 3. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put some versus videos up there with Sean. We're going to do this. I'm sorry, man. We're gonna do this. Serious. But yeah, so oh no, I I enjoyed the whole summer update. I mean, like I said, we only we only get one character uh, this year. There's gonna be updates to other characters and other moves stuff like that. So can't I put some put a lot to this game? And uh, I want them to. One thing I just want them to do is let the game breathe. Mm-hmm. And now since the thing is coming out, all these DLCs coming out 2021, probably 2022. It's gonna be a minute before we get Street Fighter Six right. because right now we don't need it. I That's why I look at it like, like we'll what'd you say? Twenty twenty three, we'll probably get it. But that's the thing. Like as of right now, I'm like, there's no, you need. know, we don't really need. Like we we got a good Street Fighter game now, and that, that's the problem. That why give me another incomplete game, and I gotta wait another four or some years for it to be complete again. Right. Because if, if that happens with Street Fighter Six, I'm going to just want to go back and play Street Fighter Five. That's what happened with Street Fighter Five to begin. People just want right back to Street Fighter Street Fighter Four. Mm-hmm. So. That's not what it is, but yeah, I was excited about it. So, how about you being a Street Fighter novice? Uh, I I really got excited when I heard um, that Rival Schools is going to make an appearance in the game. That because that that's uh, one of my old favorite Capcom games. So I actually found out through that game through uh, Tasunoko versus Capcom once uh, Basu was on there, and I was very interested in his character. So I went back and played it, and I was like, this is pretty good i would love for capcom to remake it but you know capcom doesn't listen to people and they don't want to remake everything uh unless it's terrible and it doesn't <laughs> sell you know dark starker's resurrection uh-huh. <laughs> uh but yeah I, i'm i was super excited when i heard of akira i was like okay now i'm pumped it almost got my it almost almost i was like i i still can't get into this game i'm sorry i can't i want to as much as i can well- but before you delete it, let's get some content up. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I, I, I will definitely. I, I, yeah, I'm definitely down. But okay. I, like I said, I tried, and it was like, ah, this is ah. But and it's uh, just this is still Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's still Street Fighter. Which I don't know why I can't get these quarter circles. I don't know why, but yeah, it's a me thing. I, I can't. I'm not even going to deny it. It's definitely a me thing. But yes, um, while we're on topic uh, of, you know, things coming together, Avengers. Now, now, 
you we both played the beta. Matter of fact, let me get your opinion about the beta before we go into the topic we're talking about. How did you feel about it? I thought the beta was decent. I agree. I I'm not going to stay great like I my agree. son did, but <laughs> I'm going to say because first of all, my son didn't know what a beta was. Okay. So no, I understand. I had to teach him because he he was wondering why we, we don't get the fight. I'm like, this is not the game. Right. The right. game will cut. The game ain't out yet. Trust me. Um, there, there's uh, there's things I like. There's things I love, like, don't like, and hate. Mm-hmm. Can we agree on the same things? Uh, most likely. The one thing but, I don't like is uh the hawk. Yeah, um. Okay. I Here's do not my, like it. Thank you. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm just telling this to you. Mm-hmm. The I, I was telling my son this, our son this. And I was just like, you know, I feel as though that if I'm the Hawk, Dodge shouldn't be in my vocabulary. Dodge. Yeah. Oh Lord. Right. I don't. Do you feel me, Swag? Not even that. I don't feel powerful. And I'm like, Hulk. there is such a box around the Hulk yeah. that bothers me in this game, especially because that, I'm um, the fucking Hulk. Did you get, okay? Did you get huh? to the Abomination fight? Oh, I passed that. I was like, it felt clunky. I was like, I do not like Hulk, and I don't want to be forced to play as him. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah the, the thing because see. When I played that Hulk Smash game that was on PS3, where I could just literally just go around and just smash everything, uh-huh. that's what the Hulk was about. Right. That's what. The, that's why it's hard when you make Hulk and Superman, or you make these Omega level hero games. Right. It's hard to do that because the game, by principle, needs limitations. Right. Uh-huh. But yet the hero doesn't have these limitations. See, the thing about the Hulk is, the angrier he gets. The stronger he gets, yep. and I mean, this man can like break planets if he gets angry oh. enough. Mm-hmm. In this game, the angrier I get, the more I get my ass kicked, and I'm like, it "That ain't the Hulk for me." Especially if they putting up a rage meter, like what did that exactly? Rage I'm like, do? and then there was times I'm like, it was just like a uh, whole whole L and circle to dodge. I'm like, why? <laughs> I am the Hulk. I have it, I, I can uh, uh, immune almost any attack, and even still, if I don't, it can, I can get weakened a little bit. But I'm getting right back up. I'm getting angrier. That's what I am, and I'm sitting there like I'm sitting there. And to, first of all, his dodging is very slow. It's like it he's like a gorilla. I'm like it's like, it and that that bothers me. Also, I one, don't know. My bad. I said also one thing about the Hulk. I feel like he does not put out enough damage either. He doesn't. He puts yeah. out very light attacks. I'm like, well, okay, I, I that that was my problem. I don't feel powerful playing as him. Okay, so here, here I, I, I'll go out of this thing. So we'll do this. The things we love. Okay, this is the thing. The thing I love about it. Um, I said before back in the day that I was. I don't know how I felt about Kamala Khan. Mm-hmm. I love her. Great, yeah. She was she was definitely fun to play as. She's great. We have our first Muslim woman lead. Yes, and uh, so I, I I was happy with that. Leah, you I love her me, fighting style. Everything about Kamala Khan, I love. Right, you tell me years ago because 
uh, like Miles Morales and Camilla Khan was going to be leading games this year, I wouldn't have believed you. Yeah, in the these, same year? Fuck yeah, yeah I would have told you. And these are two characters that I picked up their first issue the day it came out. So, exactly. I, it, 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 it's like mind blowing. And like I said, they should get people of color. Right. So, um, that's one thing I love about it. And there, there are some things that are just like visually beautiful about the game. I also like Captain America's gameplay. That goes into the love for me because it brought me back to that Captain America game for PS3. Right, right. And I really enjoyed it. He felt fluid. Yes. And I love the Captain America gameplay as well. Those are my those are my two loves. Mm-hmm. My likes are okay. I can get with the whole um team hero aspect thing. It's kind of like a more detailed, more uh, up-to-code level of Ultimate Alliance 3. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to be real, first of all, uh, to go on some of the other things I don't like, to, I, I'm a huge Iron oh, Man guy. Before you don't like, uh, <laughs> I did enjoy the, I did enjoy Thor more than I thought I would. I enjoyed you know what? Yes, more you know than what? I thought I would. He I, was a I did, little bit more I, I did fun. enjoy Thor. He was a little bit more fun than I thought he was going to be. I, I did. I did enjoy Thor. There just wasn't enough of Thor for me to right to really flesh my it teeth out. into exactly. And honestly, my, my my favorite characters to play with is Kamala Khan, Captain America, and Black Widow. Yes, yeah, I agree. Those are my three. The, the, the Black Widow Taskmaster fight was uh, well done. I enjoy how how that was done. And I like how she's rapid fire and did things and uh, things in there. Then going to things I didn't like, Tony Stark. I don't like that flying system. Yeah, it, it could can, be better. It could be a lot it, better. It, 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 it confused because it's one. It's one of those things where because you're on an analog when you push it down, you're really going up, and when you, you could, push it up, you're really going down. You can switch that. You can switch that. Uh, you can settings. Yeah. You can switch okay, because, from inverted. Um, what I didn't like it. It's a little bit more more how can I say? it's a lot smoother than it was an anthem flying that's what i like uh-huh. about his flying in the game but everything felt slow and i don't know if it was me it's not i get what you're saying i don't think it was slow i think it was contained because okay, yeah that's the best word that's the best word yeah, yeah because iron man is another character where when it comes to flight mm-hmm. there shouldn't be no containment right if I want to fly under the bridge, over the bridge, around the bridge, whatever the case may be, through the bridge, as Iron Man, I should be able to do that. Right. Because there should be, but there's a level of containment there to the point where you can't go but so fast because you got to stay. Because I remember there's a couple of times I flew out the battle zone. Oh. And I was just like, oh, man. And, I, and then, you know, we try to fly down and, and aim and shoot. I was like, this is something that you really got to get used to. Right. Because you you can't just come in and pick up the controls on that one, and uh, then let's get into some of the stuff that we just hated. Yeah. Um. One thing I don't like. So, the part where Black Widow was fighting Taskmaster in the air. Yeah. Now that was more cinematic, where I thought it was going to be dynamic. Uh, I'll, I'll break that down. Where cinematic is more quick time events. Yes. Dynamic is kind of like the Uncharted. It's happening in front of you, and you have to move. You're con- you're fully controlling the character. Yeah, that's how I 
thought that's what it looked like from the E3 trailer. And then playing it here, I was like, oh, this is just a quick time event. I, I, I feel like it, it should have been better. Yeah. And the Taskmaster boss felt repetitive. It didn't really give me a challenge, in my opinion. Uh, where you just had to quickly dodge, shoot, quickly dodge, shoot, quickly dodge, shoot. And I was like, this this is not bringing an element of fun. Whereas Taskmaster is a character where you have to use different tactics to fight him. So I felt like that could have been greatly improved. I don't like the Hawk. I I, I just can't get into him at all. Yeah, I, um, I, I, he, he's he's way too limited. Right. And I'm like, and, and that's just not fair to the character. Right, right. And because... I, I was playing it and I was telling my son, I was like, wait a minute, am I having platformer problems with the Hulk? Right. I'm not Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. I am the Hulk. That was weird. That was weird. And I'm me. like, I'm missing jumps. I'm falling. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm the Hulk. Right. Like, I, I, I had I had a serious problem with that. Right. And um, what was the other problem? Uh, the gameplay. It's a bit sluggish to me. I don't know how to explain it. It just feels like once I press a button, it takes too long for the move to attack. Yes, it, it, it's, it's that, it's that it's, from playing fighting games, it's that frame rate. Okay. okay. Uh, here's the way I can explain it. And it, it, it sounds like a broken record, but when I play Arkham, mm-hmm. Batman fights like Batman. Mm-hmm. When I exactly. play Spider-Man, Spider-Man fights like Spider-Man. In this Avengers game, other than Cap, everybody it feels like they're fighting on a limit or in a box. Uh-huh. And I feel as though there's not full control of which... Like, for instance, when, when I when playing Spider-Man, if I'm going into a fight, I can web-zip down into there, fight, uh, sling my web to a mailbox, swing it around... Hit the guy, and if ricochets me back up in there, I can swing off a pole and webs up out of there if I need to. While I'm touching the ground, that's how Spider-Man will fight. Right. When I'm when I'm fighting with Thor, I'm like, okay, uh, I was there was a couple times I was throwing Mjolnir and missing, and it was just sitting there, mm-hmm. and I'm like, and I, I I call it back, but I'm like, hold on. Can't I throw behind somebody and they come back and like trip them up because like it go by the direction of my hand? And then I felt as though, like you said, you know, the whole triangle power attack was like that long wind up. Yeah. I'm getting I'm being annihilated in that wind up. Right. And there's no invincibility frame for it, which I was like, that's weird. Exactly. Especially when you and then when you when you're a heavy character mm-hmm. such as uh, the Hulk or Thor, I feel as though it should be like a, a, a kind of an armor protection where if I'm winding up to get my this powerful attack, you're going to get the blow of this thing. But I'm like, I can get zapped by this by this laser gun, and I'm, I'm groggy. I'm like, for Cap, for for Black Widow, even Hulk guy, I got you. But when you got your heavy hitters out there like Tony with the suit supposed to protect him for Hulk and Thor, there needs to. It just doesn't feel. I feel like those characters are in a box, and if we're going to get different characters, like I'm curious to see how Spider Man is going to play in this Square Enix realm. Yeah, I'm nervous. <laughs> After playing, I'm, the like, day, I'm nervous. I don't know if it, he. I don't. I doubt he's going to play like like Insomnia. Right. Oh yeah. No. No. He's not going to play like Insomnia. <laughs> I know that for a 
because I'm like, if you put Spider Man in a box, then there's no point in putting Spider Man in the game. Mm-hmm. So that's I mean, as of right now, I mean, we're going to have parts up of it on their coalition level up. So make sure you check that out. But I I, I truly think that it needs there's it, it needs work, and I mean, it needs work to the point where I don't know if a month or actually not even a month. It's about two and a half weeks. Well, it is going to be a live surface game, so it's almost like an Overwatch is what they're trying to go for. It's going to be a constant. They're going to constantly support it. Okay, I mean, that's fine, but I'm saying, but yeah, I mean, I'm still going to put some stuff it up, but there is elements of it where it needs where I said it was decent. It was good to have something to play, but it's not something, it's not, it wasn't on the Batman, Spider-Man level where I need to go out and get this thing because this thing is this thing is changing things. Right. If this came out before the MCU, I, I would. If the MCU wasn't a thing, I would feel like this would be a better game. Oh no, I, 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 I don't just... go back because the MCU is was giving it life. But right. I think maybe if Square Enix didn't do it, do you think if well, Square Enix like, published it? I know Crystal Dynamics so, did it, and oh, the okay. people who did uh, Tomb Raider. Okay, so. But do you think if somebody like a Rocksteady, Insomnia did the game, it'll be kind of better? In my opinion, I think it's challenging to do an Avengers type game in the first place. Fair. It, you you have to you know you have to split the heroes up. Like you can't I mean, you can't have Thor in the world of Insomnia Spider Man. It just won't work. You're you're right. However. Like I said, the one of the best Avengers games that I ever played, along with Cube Crew, is Ultimate Alliance Three. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Now, speak- and oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I was about to segue. You sound like you had another point. Oh no, no, no go ahead, swagway, brother. Speaking of superheroes on the Avengers team, Spider Man will be coming to Avengers for PS uh, <laughs> for PlayStation owners only, which is. I'm go- I'm not gonna lie. That's upsetting. That is dumb, in my opinion. Sony put the dick on the table and said, "We own this table." It, it's completely dumb. Now I will understand each system had an exclusive thing. Uh, it had an exclusive character, like how Soul Calibur was. Uh, wait, they do that for almost every system. But yeah, how Soul Calibur was, where you had Link, Heiachi, and Spawn. That. I feel like that's cool. That's they'll give people a reason to buy a system, but you're just literally cornering people into buying a PS, uh, a, a PlayStation system just to play a Spider-Man, and that's insane. That and Keith Crew said it the best way. He said, "Imagine buying a sixty-dollar game, and you knowing you're getting the worst version of it." When someone else paid the same amount and just getting a better version of it, like them Jays, he said. Yep, <laughs> it's. I think it's. I personally think it's completely dumb. I understand from a business move, but this is just like you're being greedy at this point. You're being greedy at this. And Spider Man is a insanely popular character, so you know people are going to want to play as him. And then you just took that and you're just like you're, you're literally holding it against us. And that's not that's very unfair to people who don't have that system. 
I won't say this because I think they abuse the exclusives. If something, in my opinion, if something's going to be exclusive, that game needs to be exclusive. I agree. You should have just keep it on the PS5 if you were going to do that. Yes, if that was the case, if you was like, Spider-Man's only going to be on, on this system, like, keep the game exclusive because Street Fighter Five is not on Xbox. Right, right. It's just PS4 so, and PC. It's the PS4 game and PC, so that, that's what Street Fighter Five is on, and you got to deal with it. That's what the point of the exclusive is. It's um, Killer Instinct is not on PlayStation. It's on Xbox. That's the exclusive. You got to deal with it. Everybody got the exclusive. But you can't share the game but not want to share the character because the, because you know what? Usually I, I ought to be like, damn, it's supposed to be an Xbox player. But how does that explain Ultimate Alliance 3? Right. Nintendo right. has... Uh, you know, Ultimate Alliance Three. What you gonna say? Because it's Nintendo, they can't use Spider Man because it's a Sony a Sony property. They can't use X Men because it's a Fox property or, or a, a new a Disney property, because that wouldn't make sense. These are characters that could be shared. Like we say, it, I don't know the class action lawsuits and all that stuff like that. But these are uh, characters that can be shared throughout the realm of everything because you're not dealing with that kind of thing. Now, Nintendo, uh, the Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three was an exclusive game for. Nintendo Switch uses only. So uh, this one here, that was that was suck because you're asking also all the consumers to, to spend the same amount of money. Right. If I had PC like my brother-in-law, or if I had Xbox like my brother-in-law, or um, even my son who has Xbox, and I'm like, well, he got to pay sixty dollars for this game where I'm not even going to get it because it, it, it ain't just Spider-Man you're not getting. There's a lot of exclusives that you're not getting with those other versions. You're only getting with the PlayStation version. Then you shouldn't even made this a game to spread across the platform. Right. Or if that's the case, you take this game down to about a, a ticket price of $39.99 or $49.99 so they don't have to spend the whole shebang on this because that, that is really limiting people from the game and you want to all come on the, P- the PS4, which you're going to put it on PS5 anyway. Yeah, it's already confirmed to be on PS5. And Sony is so... It's like... N- Nintendo... Did, did, did you know, especially during this pandemic, the Nintendo Switch has sold... Even before the pandemic, sold more than the Xbox? Yes. And actually, in 2019, the Nintendo Switch system sold more than the PS4 only in that year? I didn't know that. Just a year, not all time, just a year. Mm-hmm. But what the point I'm making is Nintendo knows what works for them. They ain't got to change for nobody. Right. They ain't got to be social nobody. They're like, you can do anything you want to because our system is going to sell itself. Sony and PlayStation is going to sell itself. Right. You don't even, even if you didn't put Spider Man. As an exclusive, but you put them on all the systems, which you're probably going to do in the future. But you put them on all the systems. I still bet that the the Sony version of that game probably would have still sold the highest out of those three versions. And Sony sells itself, yep. and I don't know why you had to do a dickhead move like that for people to buy the Xbox or or the uh, stream because now what you what you're looking at is backlash. No, 
actually, from a lot, from what I heard, a lot of uh, people were going to get it on PC. Um, versus any of the systems. Oh, well, now if they were console only, they were going to get it for the uh, PS uh, Four, of course. But a lot of people were getting it for the PC mainly. Now, with this, uh, now that Spider Man is revealed, it said they're they, like pre order skyrocket on the PlayStation. Skyrocket strictly because of Spider Man. Mm. So it again, it's completely unfair. It's it really unfair. is. And, then, now, and now you got people that's not either going to, have to try to find a place because now if you if you really don't have a PlayStation, like you, you, you think about the kids now. Right. My son don't got no PlayStation. He ain't gonna be coming here playing on mine all the time. He ain't got no money to afford a new PlayStation, especially not a PS Five. He don't got. He does not have that money. And we got kids out, out here that, you know, just love the Xbox. That's all they may have. And, you know, Spider-Man's a beloved, popular figure. That's just not fair. Right. That, it's, again, it's completely unfair. It's unfair. Now, I hope there's not cross-play. I don't oh, know that, if there's cross-play. That, that's just a, that's a slap in the face. That, that That's the ultimate slap in the face. Like, you, that's what it is. <laughs> that, that's the ultimate slap in the face. But um, on to other superhero projects. As the demo, I'm sorry, as the beta of Avengers come out, DC said, hold on, y'all. We make games too. And they put out a screenshot of their new Suicide Squad game that has been rumored for so long from Rocksteady. It is finally announced. I there's no title yet, but from what I'm believing, it is uh, from a lot of sources I'm seeing, it is Suicide uh, Kills Justice League. It's going to be the title of the game. And so, what are we? Some kind of Suicide Squad? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> now, I was looking at the screenshot. You just see uh, Suicide Squad, uh, and then you see like a target on Superman. But as you zoom in, it looks like Bizarro. Oh it's really? The, it's the purple tint, and then you look around his face. It's the cracks in on the skin. I'm like, that's Bizarro. So now I'm even more interested in what's about to go on in this game. Now, uh, story wise, I'm assuming it. Um, I'm assuming this this game will lead up uh, like there's a weapon too powerful uh, for Superman. So this. Amanda Waller creates Bizarro and then Justice League disagrees with that so she's like alright Suicide Squad go fight them cause I, I want I want my I want my nuke you know now I don't know how yeah. do you feel about the games well how you feel about this uh, announcement we'll, we'll find out more on August 22nd during DC Fandom can I go out on a limb yeah all limbs I'm going out on a limb here, and I want my wife to hear this. Even though she really doesn't care, I want her to hear this anyway for, for security purposes. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm saying right now, Suicide Squad is going to be better than The Avengers. I'm saying that right now. I have a feeling as well. Matter of fact, I'm more confident that Suicide Squad. For one, we trust the uh, backing of Rocksteady. With it's Rocksteady, so games, yeah. With great three games under their belt. Even though you know Arkham Knight is controversial, but it's still a great game. It plays very well. Mm-hmm. I I have more faith in them, and they've been taking their time with this. 
they've been it, they've been real quiet since Arkham Knight came out, and that was when the PS4 first came out around that time. So, th- man, I was still working at Best Buy when Arkham Knight came out, <laughs> and <laughs> th- we're going to a new generation, and they're just announcing a new game. So you could tell they they're take they've been taking their time with this. They've been taking their time with this. So I'm really excited to see what's going on. I'm interested to see if you'll... I, I doubt you'll play as the Justice League, but I'm interested to see how this is going to work, especially if we're, quote-unquote, killing the Justice League, because I, I don't know if there's going to be, like, a puzzle, like, uh... Like no. A puzzle thing I, about, I, or I, how I, the boss I, I, really, I think it's going to be a thing where... This is where DC, once again, is like, this is why we do better. I think this is where it's going to be a thing where it's going to be, like, the Avengers. Mm-hmm mixed with a little bit of Ultimate Alliance, where you are going to be different members of the... You're going to be different members of the Suicide Squad, and your job is to immobile different different areas of, of the Justice League. And like I said, it's going, it's going to be a... It's going to be a, it's going to be a hard fight. I just know it's going to be more of a uh, self-mission, stealth mission, okay. because you're dealing with the Justice League here. Right, right. And you know what I'm saying? And you, you have to enable the Justice League somehow because the Suicide Squad cannot just take on the Justice League head on and win. Right. They just won't be able to do that. But if you do, it's it's kind of like, you know, uh, Tower, Tower Babel or Justice League Doom yep. where ba- Batman had, had the special suitcase for everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like maybe you give Deadshot the Kryptonite bullet, you know, and shoot Superman just to slow him down. Maybe they catch Flash in the bear trap. You know what I'm saying, or you know that you, you they can take on Batman head on, you know, and then suffer Wonder Woman and Aquaman and stuff like that. So I think I think it'll be interesting as you go through different stages to take down the Justice League to find the ultimate goal because it, it may the Justice League may not be the ultimate goal in that game, right? So so you so you maybe, never know. Maybe it's Bizarro they have to fight. Maybe oh, that'd it's be Bizarro. crazy. Yeah, it would be, but I'm definitely interested in this. I'm excited. I want to hear more information when August 22nd comes, so I, I cannot wait. I personally cannot wait. Um, now, the Sony State of Play, there was a State of Play, was it yesterday? I, yes, it was. Uh, yesterday night. Was recording, yesterday. Um, yes, I didn't get I didn't get the chance, uh, I didn't get the chance to watch it live. However, I did watch the playback of it, and I was I, coming into it knowing we weren't going to get PS5 news. I was very satisfied with this, very satisfied with this. We got some talk about Crash Bandicoot 4, which looks really good. It do. It 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 it, it, it looks it looks dangerously good. Yeah, especially with that uh, the completionist um, uh, tactics. I can't even figure out the right word. Uh, yeah. You get to switch the levels. You could have an underwater theme. You could have like a, a black and white yeah. theme where you have to. That the gives world. it so much replayability. It's crazy. So much depth too. And again, they said they have over 100 levels in this game. So it's it's going to be bonkers. Um, yeah. uh, I am glad. Uh, gosh, I am glad that Braid is coming back. Braid was uh, one of the first, like one of those popular indie games where you get to rewind time. I'm glad they're making an anniversary edition and I'm interested to watch the uh, director's uh, commentary on it, uh, especially on making that game because I'm really interested in the mechanics in that. Um, 
Hitman, I was expecting some gameplay, and then we got a VR, and I was like, "Welp, <laughs> this is that 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 me. I was like, "Well, they go to VR crap." I was, I was, I was very. I, they they had me. They tickled me, and I was like, "All right, oh, that's it." Now you know how I felt about Sean. <laughs> yep. Now there was one game. Uh, where was it called? The Path Walker. I, I cannot find the title here on the list of games they showed. Uh, I believe it's called The Pathwater. It was a girl with a bow and arrow, and she has to shoot this little uh, icon. What's that called? Ginseng? What's it called? What's that game called? Uh, Ginseng? Hold on. I think I think it's called, was, uh, was it Ginseng Impact? D-E-N-S-H-I-N? I don't recall. Oh no, 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 no! That's a different game. That's a okay. different game. Um, hold on, let me bring that up because yeah, that's a different game. I, I do want to talk about that. But okay, so it, are, you, are you talking about uh, Hood Outlaws and Legends? No, it, I swear it was called the Pathfinder, the Pathwalker, something like that. I don't know why I'm not seeing it on the list here. That's weird. Um, but it was it, the art style was very unique. Um, it kind of looked like Breath of the Wild, right? No, no, it was different. It was definitely different. okay. The world was a lot darker. But I, I wish I, I. Oh my goodness! Okay, did, hold on. This is going to bother me. Uh, <laughs> as as I'm looking this up, uh, did you want to go any over any specific game from? Uh... Well, I'm surprised you didn't want to talk about Fast and Furious Crossroads. Wait, was that a one there? <laughs> no, I mean, what well, you know, they, they they released a trailer around the same time, so I was just like, "All right." <laughs> okay, I didn't see the trailer. What did you think about it? The trailer was fine. It's just that if you're into racing games, this will be the game for you. But since I'm not into racing games other than Burnout, this one is this reminds me of when you got me into Need, Need for Speed for PS4. Uh huh. And like I said, I was playing it for the channel, and then. It, it, it was Need for Speed, and you was doing missions inside the car. And it's like every now and then you had some cutscenes with Toretto and Letty, but that was it. You didn't have the rest of the family. You had these two other default creative people. I'm like, this ain't, you know, Roman. This ain't, you know, what I'm saying Ludacris. This ain't nothing. This ain't Hobbs. I'm like, who is this? And I was like, these like, you gotta probably create these two people to be part of the family. And I'm like, well, yeah, this is not. This is not the game I was expecting it to be. Right. So it just looks like it just looks like burnout with cutscenes. Okay. The game is called The Pathless. Okay. And it I, it looks pretty cool to me. Um. So I do want to check that out. Now that uh, Gation Impact, that's the Breath of the Wild game that I was like, okay, I'm sold. And it's not made. I don't think it's produced by Bando, uh, Bandai Namco, which I'm actually shocked because they usually take all anime-looking type of games. But the character designs look amazing. This looks really good and really fun. Uh, apparently, it's over 20 unique characters you get to play as in this game. So, and for open world like this, I'm I'm game. I'm totally in. Um, okay. Vader Immortal, which was the Star Wars VR game. I'm like, I, I had enough of Star Wars. 
enough. I was hoping for the fighting game, bro. I sit there the reaction. I said, I was. Ho- I seen Darth Vader. I was like, Oh, we getting a Star Wars fighting game? No. That's crazy because me and Quattro actually thought of uh, doing a Star Wars fighting game <laughs> roster thing. Yeah, uh, that we did, like we did with the others. Um, Control AEW expansion or all expansion. Now I have not played Control. I do plan to play it uh, soon, so. I'm interested to see what it was a creature in there that I was really interested in. Um, and then the big game I'm interested in is Godfall. Uh, but before I get into that, was there anything that stood out to you other than Crash? I mean, Crash, Crash is my thing because I love platformers. And so uh, Crash stood out to me. I'm liking the game uh, Eon Must Die. Eon Must Die. Okay, let me click on that because I gotta see what it looks like. It has a great art style. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. good. That, that game look good. looks good. And I was just like, oh, this looks like it's gonna be like a kind of a side-scroller beat-em-up kind of thing, maybe. Because uh, I, I, I've been to that kind of art style, kind of like Counter-Spy, which right. I still wanted to bring that onto the Nintendo Switch, because why not? <laughs> but, um, Eon must die. I was like, oh, this looks like my kind of game. And I was like, that's definitely something I want to pick up. Then there's another game they showed a trailer for that was a part of State of Play, but they did show it on IGN, which was the NBA 2K21 gameplay. Everything is everything. Current gen gameplay. Still looks good. Still looks great. Same thing. Uh, I just want to see more of the details. Of course, they gave a little shout to Kobe in there. Mm -hmm. So that was good. But yeah, but 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 yeah, uh, Eon Must Die was the one that stood out to me the most when it comes to the state of play. Okay, okay. Uh, now, Godfall was the game I'm interested in. I'm pretty excited for that, which is going to be a, a looting slasher. It's, uh, so, think Destiny with swords, pretty much. They showed off, we have five classes, which was the long sword, the dual sword, um, the hammer, the spear, I believe they called, and then the... Uh, the double-handed blade, uh, brave sword. So I'm glad you get all these classes. But what's really impressed me is that you get to switch classes uh, on the fly. So you have a primary and a secondary, which I was not expecting that at all. So that that really gets me more excited. They showed a little bit more of the suits you get to gain. Uh, they also showed uh, more combat, even the boss battle. Now. Whoever was playing this game did not sell the boss battle very well because they were just getting thrown around, and I'm like, what? <laughs> what is going on? Also, the sound design, the sound like the sound impacts of like the sword hitting the metal didn't sound as clean as I thought it would. Um, I'm assuming it was just the presentation, but hopefully that gets done. Um, hopefully that gets uh, touched up before the release of the game. Uh, either way, I'm really excited for this game. I do want to play it. Uh, I know Prime King, he's, like, going off the wall with it. Like, as soon as he saw the trailer, he's like, yeah, I'm getting it. I'm like, you don't even know what it looks like. I'm getting it. I'm like, all right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was the state of play. I'm Again, I'm super excited. You know what? I hope that game is trash now because of his comments towards fighting games. What do you say about fighting games again? <laughs> I don't even like these games. I just play it because y'all asked you to play it. I'm saying, but he had to be, like, great at them. Screw him. <laughs> Dude, man. <laughs> I, I played him in Tekken the other day. I was like, dude, get get off. Go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even go here. <laughs> That's exactly how it is. Oh, boy. Now, um, 
I do want to do my Ghost of Tsushima, but I had a lot of notes that I left out of it. So I may do like a separate review on the channel uh, for Ghost of Tsushima. But I will give you uh, my review for it. Now, Ghost of Tsushima... Now, are you sure? If you want to give it the, the, the swag way like it's supposed to be, I'll wait. Okay, in that case, yeah, I will, because I have I'm I'm doing a script and everything for it. Hey, it might be one of them thirty minute long video essay uh, reviews. Give it to me all, okay? This this game deserves it. <laughs> this game deserves all the attention. I I don't know if you're into samurai games or anything, but I, I'm I'm into any game that looks like that. That's the that, that's the action adventure bro. category. Now, let me tell that you, third person. Let me tell you something. I walked outside. Well, not even walk outside. I opened my door to look outside. I was like, nah, Ghost of Tsushima looked better than this. And just closed my door and went right yep. back onto the game. No, I, I, I feel you on that because I, I actually watch a lot. Of, like Any kind of game that moves like that, like that, Uncharted, Spider-Man, stuff like that, those kind of games I always are am a sucker for. Right. And like I said, you have gotten me into that. Like I said, I didn't know anything about Uncharted. You told me about it. I went and went and bought the whole series. Right. And I kept it and played it. And I'm like, Ghost of Shima just looks great. And I don't have no problem buying it. I just got to find time to play it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a time, cause if, especially if you want to do all the side missions. This is one of the very few games where I literally cleared the whole map. I cleared well, it. And it's a Spider-Man. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yep. I just I went from end to end of each like each um, point of the map and cleared every side mission, every like nook and cranny, collectibles, all that. I'm run trophy away from getting a platinum. So, it, it that, that if you see a platinum on a game, that that's how you know I loved it. That's how you know I loved it. But uh, yeah, since that is it, I believe. Uh, unless you had something else, I'm not sure. No, that's it for me. Okay, that was it. Thank you for joining the Nerdgasm Talk podcast. Uh, this was definitely a long one, uh, split in two parts. You know, we got the first half, which was all the pop culture uh, powwow. The second half was uh, movies and gaming, all the entertainment stuff. So thank you for joining us, especially if you stayed this long. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're going to split. We're definitely splitting this in two parts. <laughs> but yeah, make sure you... Uh, Check out both of the channels. Subscribe to both Nerd Coalition Studios and Level Up so you can get all this content. For, uh, I I just lost my thought. Miss A&E, where can we find you? You can find me uh, hosting the No Gimme See the Wrestling Podcast, which these shows at this time ain't nothing for us. Mm-hmm. These shows stay being at 2, 2.30, 2, 4, because there'll be so much stuff coming on the wrestling with so many different opinions. And then I'm saying so... We had to whip swag into shape and make him, you know, come up for a two and a half hour podcast here tonight. So I appreciate that as I'm the co-host of the Nerdgasm Talk podcast. Make sure you guys go out there and respect the effort that my man Swaggle Zero goes out there and does for level up and all the gameplays you want to see. Hey, you say UFC 4, you say Battlegrounds, you say Basketball, you say Samurai Jack. Look, within our power, because, you know, say the game developers ain't coming out knocking down that door tell us to play this shit. We actually go out there and buying it. So what we're going to do is get that on there, get that on level up. Make sure you guys go out there and subscribe to Nerdcoach Level Up because that's where all the game is going to be. The Nerdcoach Studios is not give you an idea that the gameplay is going to be there but i'm gonna let you know where you can find it at and that's on nerd coalition level up make sure you guys check that out along 
with the website, therealnerdcoaching.com, where you guys can get all your t-shirt merch. And make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at ncplaceNumber2b. You just take that torch and just dart. You like, you, you, you take that torch and dart. I'm like, sir, hold on. <laughs> I, I, all the energy, he just was saving it in that moment. Uh, since Lady Sketch is here, where can we find you? You can find me on my podcast, uh, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond. It will be going. Um, oh, Lord. I. I done messed up my outro already. <laughs> it will be undergoing an overhaul uh, shortly, so um, look out for that. Um, but there are retro episodes you can listen to. Yes, I do want to hear that episode where y'all talk about logic. I'm like, who, who I got to curse out? So. <laughs> we didn't even get a chance to talk about him because I was cussing out Q2Bad. Oh, yeah. All right, so logic got spared. It's cool. It's cool. Yep. <laughs> But yes, thank you for joining uh, the Nerdgasm Talk podcast. Mr. A&E already told you where you can find me, so it's, <laughs> I mean, I don't yes. need to tell y'all again. Uh, so yes, make sure you go find us. Also, uh, NC Place to Be at Twitter and Instagram. So make sure you uh, go follow us there. I also made my own Twitter, Swag Levels Up, just because, uh, yeah. Just because. because they break it all from me. I'm telling you, MQ Flow, they're doing all these underground projects right now. They say, you know, they're going to be looking down the hole. Let me talk about some. Well, it was nice. We're still waiting for episode two of Q's underground project. <laughs> like, like I said, he, he throws the trailer before the movie shot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a text message. But thank you for joining us. And Q Flow, take us out. To your ears, welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks, you already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's NC. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.